Good morning, Hillcrest, and those watching on Facebook or listening on SoundCloud or whatever platform you may be listening to or watching this on. My name is Brendan. I'm the youth and family pastor here at Hillcrest Christian Church in McKinney, Texas. Before we jump into God's word this morning, let's go to God in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, God, thank you for this day, Lord. Thank you for letting us be hopeful to still praise your name and hear sermons and worship you, whether it's Facebook Live or YouTube or even just in our houses with our friends and family. God, uh, speak through me today. Lord, let me bring your word. Uh, help me impact. Help it impact people in their hearts. And Lord, help us live more like you and your son. God, we love you and we thank you. In your son's wonderful name I pray. Amen. So one thing I've noticed in life is that people really break down walls with each other when they share a meal. Whether I go to Chick-fil-A with friends, go get coffee, In-N-Out, Whataburger, share Dr. Pepper, drink gallons of sweet tea with my roommates. I don't know how we've done it, but we have. It's insane. But our conversations are always great. Walls are broken. We're always laughing. We're having a good time. We're getting to know each other more. And so, that's, like I said, that's one thing I've always noticed in life. And uh, when I was at SLCC, I was on camp teams. And every Saturday for two months in a row one year, I would go to this place called Mod Pizza with my friend John. Now, if you don't know what Mod Pizza is, it's like a subway, but for pizza. And I don't know about you guys, but personally, I put pineapple on my pizza. I think it's fantastic. I know people aren't going to agree with me. But my friend John put Brussels sprouts on his pizza one time, and I never let him live it down. So he's probably going to watch this. I'm going to get a phone call or something from him. He's going to be like, what in the world? That was one time, but that was one time that I'll never forget, and I'm never going to let him live it down. Pretty accurate, pretty fair, in my opinion. After two months of hanging out, we always went to Mod Pizza. We're actually kind of sick of Mod Pizza now because we had it for two months in a row. But we grew closer as friends. We grew closer as brothers in Christ. Um, I actually just talked to him a couple days ago to see how he was doing during this whole COVID-19 stuff. He's up in St. Louis and uh, he's also a youth minister, and so just catching up with him was really good and getting some encouraging words. So we would talk about ministry, pray for each other, share life during these times whenever we went to Mod. Uh, we actually invited my friend Brian, or our friend Brian, and it was always a pretty great time. So it was refreshing to hang out with people, with your f close friends, after spending a week with students and other staff at camps or deans and whoever else may be there. The reason that people will let their guards down during this may be one of the reasons why we see Jesus always eating meals with sinners and tax collectors and all this. Not just to tell them about God, the Father, but to also build relationships with those people and impact their lives on a more spiritual, more relationship-based way than just preaching at them, who a total stranger, rather than, hey, I'm going to listen to my friend who may have some really good points about this God, the Father stuff, you know? Jesus talks about breaking bread. He talks about bread in general a couple times. He talks about eating with people. So today we're going to look at John chapter 6, verses 22 through 40. And to see what is going on where Jesus calls himself the bread of life. Um, a little background, there's seven I am statements that Jesus says. So we get to see who Jesus calls himself. Today we're going to look at Jesus calling himself, I am the bread of life. In John chapter 6, this is, the one, this is the first I am statement. 
So let's jump right on it. On the next day, the crowd that remained on the other side of the sea saw that there had been only one boat there and that Jesus had not entered the boat with his disciples, but that the disciples had gone away alone. Other boats from Tiberias came near the place where he had eaten the bread after the Lord had given thanks. So when the crowd saw that Jesus was not there nor his disciples, they themselves got into the boats and went to Capernaum seeking Jesus. When they found out he was on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, you were seeking me not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you. For on him God the Father has set a seal. Then they said to him, What must we do to be doing the works of God? Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him who he has sent. So they said to him, Then what signs do you do that we may see and believe you? What work do you perform? Our fathers ate the manna in the wilderness, as it is written, He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the bread, the true bread from heaven. For the bread, of, for the bread of God is He who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to Him, Sir, give us this bread always. So these people following Jesus. Well, before this, let's jump back a little bit. Before this, in chapter six, we see Jesus feed five thousand with loaves of bread and fish, and it's a great miracle. And if you read 16 through 21 in John chapter 6, Jesus walks on water. So we see the disciples see Jesus perform some miracles already, even before this as well. But two different miracles, and even some before that as well. So it's awesome to see Jesus feeding people, meeting their physical needs. But Jesus wants something more. He's giving them something better, which is filling their spiritual needs, that hunger to know God and know who he is and what he wants to do, uh, what he wants us to do with our lives. Jesus also talks about the manna from heaven, which is in Exodus chapter 16. That's where God, or, it's where God sends manna, bread, down from heaven to feed the Israelites, to feed Moses and Aaron after they left Egypt. So, jump with me to Exodus 16, 1 through 5. I have it on my notes here, so I will not be flipping on the Bible real quick. But Exodus 16, 1 through 5. They set out from Elam, and all the congregation of the people of Israel came to the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai, on the 15th day of the second month after they had departed from the land of Egypt. And the whole congregation of the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the people of Israel said to them, would that we have died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt when we sat by the meat pots and ate, ate bread to the full. For you have brought us out into the wilderness to kill us this whole assembly with hunger. Then the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I am about to rain bread from heaven for, for you. And the people shall go out and gather a day's portion every day. that I may test them when, whether they will walk in my law or not. On the sixth day, when they prepare what they bring in, it will be twice as much as they gather daily. So Monday through Friday, they're supposed to gather this bread. It could be, uh, there's more details in Exodus 16, uh, enough for their family. So a family of four, maybe it's four loaves of bread. And then on Saturday, they're supposed to gather eight loaves of bread. So their daily limit. So God is providing their physical needs. They're hungry. God's like, hey, I'm going to send bread down from heaven. 
And people still grumbled. <laughs> they, want, they wanted, they needed food. They even thought it was better to even go back to Egypt and eat meat pots. Where, uh, verse 3 is who sat by the meat pots and ate bread to the full. I don't, a pot full of meat, that is really weird to me. But hey, they wanted that and ate bread to the full. The manna would last a day. Going back to the manna. The manna would last a day, and the maggots would come and eat the rest. The rest of the bread that wasn't good, it was going to go bad after that day had passed. So God was providing their daily needs, what they needed in the morning to last all day, and he would still be there the next day providing the same bread. Bread was important in that culture. It was a staple to meals. It was a staple to any house. uh, And it's still important to them and to us to this day. It's a staple for some restaurants to have the best breadsticks to the best rolls, best biscuits. Olive Garden has those uh, breadsticks. Everyone knows about them. They're fantastic. You know, oh, Charlie's may have some really good rolls, or Texas Roadhouse may have really good rolls with, like, honey butter. And uh, what is Red Lobster? Red Lobster has the Cheddar Bay Biscuits that everyone loves as well. So it was a staple for that culture to have bread with meals. It was a staple in our culture now to this day. More than likely, a fancy restaurant will probably serve you bread. Heck, Cane's Chicken, a fast food restaurant, gives you some Texas toast with every meal. It was filling. Bread's filling. It met their needs to be filled. uh, (laughs) They were satisfied. Their hunger was satisfied. Jumping back over to John uh, 6.35, Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. But I said to you that you have seen me, yet you do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never cast out. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of, nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks unto the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life. I will raise him up on the last day. Now this isn't the first time John talks about, John has God mentioning or Jesus mentioning eternal life. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his own one and only Son. Whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. If you grew up in the church like I did, that Bible verse has been implanted into your brain and you will never forget it. That was always a Bible verse my grandma wanted me to memorize, and it was awesome, even growing up in church and whatever else and whatnot. Even at camps, it was a Bible memory point. Sorry, I'm going off topic. So John 6, 25 through 30, or sorry, 40 right now, talking about these guys, the people following Jesus, they saw them give bread. They wanted a leader. That's what the Israelites wanted. They wanted a leader who could meet their needs. God provided food for them to be a leader, to be, to fill their needs, to provide for them. So the people following Jesus want the same thing. They even mentioned about their fathers getting manna from heaven. They want the bread. (laughs) And Jesus is giving them that bread whenever he fed the 5,000, but he's offering something better of providing their spiritual needs to be filled and to be with the Father in eternal life. Now, Jesus mentioned something of those who come to me will never thirst. In John 4, 4 through 13, if that sounds familiar, it's the story of the woman at the, the Samaritan woman at the well. Uh, John 4, 4 through 13 says, Now he had gone through Samaria, so he came to a town 
and Samaria called Sigar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For the Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered him, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asked you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you the living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us this well and drank from it himself? As did also his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. So Jesus is offering this gift of never being hungry, never being thirsty. Now, that's not talking about physical needs. We're going to need food every day. We're going to need water, Gatorade, sweet tea, coffee, whatever you drink every day. It's how we sustain life. It's one of the basic things we need to survive. Shelter, food, water, warmth, everything like that. So Jesus is offering that, and like I've said before, even to a greater extent. Whenever we go to him and be filled, whatever you're reading in scripture, whenever you're praying, whenever you're worshiping, whenever you're talking to a brother and sister in Christ and you're being filled for that. Later, uh, continuing from verses like 40 and John 6, Jesus goes on to talk about the fathers that ate manna from heaven. And like I've said before, Jesus is offering something better. Bread that when you eat it, you won't die. Now Jesus isn't talking about cannibalism, nor is he talking about physical bread. You can see the Jews thinking he's talking about cannibalism, and I'm pretty sure Jesus gets a little sassy, a little snarky with them, and like, guys, I'm not talking about physical bread, but yes, yes, I will, yes, you need to eat my flesh. <laughs> he's talking about whenever he dies on the cross, whenever he takes communion, breaking bread, and the blood that ran to forgive our sins. Now, Jesus is not talking about cannibalism, nor is he talking about physical bread, but he is talking about being filled by him, going to him in prayer, reading scripture, Spending time with him through the day, just like you would physically eat a meal, drink water throughout the day. Jesus has shown us time and time again that he fills our needs. Our needs to feel wanted, to feel loved, to be filled. He has given people their physical needs, you see in the early parts of John chapter 6. But more importantly, he has filled their spiritual needs. During this time, and this crazy COVID-19 stuff, how are you being filled? What are you reading? Are you reading John? Are you reading Job? Are you reading Psalms? What are you reading in scripture? What passage of scripture are you studying? Have you been stuck on John 6 and you just can't get over how Jesus has fed 5,000, how he walked on water, how he calls himself the bread of life, and through him we have the greatest gift of all, which is eternal life because of the bread of life. Are you listening to podcasts to help your relationship with Christ grow? Is there a leadership podcast that points back to God? Is there something that you're listening to, whether it's another friend's sermon or your church's podcast? Jesus calls himself the bread of life because we need to be filled by him every day. We need to go to Jesus to be spiritually fed every day. It's just like, like I've said before, it's just like eating. It's just like drinking water. We just can't go a day. You can go a day without reading your Bible, without praying, but there's going to be a part of you that doesn't feel filled. <laughs> That's why he says what he says. He calls himself the bread of life, living water. Because when we go to him, we are filled. 
we feel full. The best thing about it is that it's never going to run out like the toilet paper shelves at Walmart, right? So I encourage you during this time, find a passage of scripture to read. Find a person in your house or a close friend or family to pray with you, to pray for you, whatever you need prayer for. Or if there are any prayer requests, call the elders at your church, have them pray for you, call the ministers at your church. But how are you being filled during this time? I know this is going to be a crazy time and we can't be filled how we normally are Sunday. But I challenge you, how are you being filled the rest of the week now? We have all this free time now. How are you going to be filled? Because Sundays we can't meet in the physical church building. But spiritually, we are the church. I encourage you to find a passage of scripture to read. Find a podcast to listen to to encourage, uh, to help your relationship with God grow. And who are you going to share this bread of life with? You know, if the meal's good and you make a lot of it, you share it with people. I've lived in Texas for nearly a year, and every house I go to, whether it's someone from my church or a friend or something, they or my cousin in Irving, they send me leftovers because the food is good. And they're like, hey, we want to send you more. So I encourage you, who are you going to share this bread of life with? And how are you going to be filled during this time as well? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, thank you for this day, Lord. Thank you for all that you do. God, thank you for sending your son to die for us, Lord, to be spiritually filled with the bread of life and living water. God, during this crazy time, help us cling closer to you and just read more scripture, pray, and go to you daily to be filled. Lord, we love you and we thank you. And your son's wonderful name, we pray. Amen.